You are listening to The U.S. of N.A. by Nation Beer, a series of stories about the people and places from every corner of the country who are helping fuel the N.A. beer movement. If you like this episode, please add us to your library in Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. For more great N.A. stories, including our many beer reviews, visit nationbeer.com. Are you a non-alcoholic beverage brand looking for help with growth? Then go to nation.beer to learn more about our digital marketing services. You know, I think this is, you know, there's people I'm talking to, we're in Whole Foods in New York City, so mm-hmm. doing a lot of sampling there. There's people who, they're still drinking, but rather than a soda, yeah. or, you know, I, people say, well, why would I want to drink a non-alcoholic beer? And I'm like, well, what do you drink when you're done drinking? And they're like, water. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like listen, what's one of your points? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to help you keep the party going. Keep the party going, indeed. It's a great line. It can apply to just about any situation with a non-alcoholic beer, whether it's someone who doesn't drink alcohol but still enjoys an adult beverage, maybe someone looking for an N.A. to close out a night of drinking but still have a beer in their hand, or someone who wants to relax and unwind after a long day at work with a drink but without the negatives of a daily beer. So with that in mind, we are here today with Jonathan Zimmerman, a.k.a. Johnny Atmosphere. (laughs) We'll get to that in a little bit. Jonathan's the co-founder of Atmosphere Brewery in Brooklyn, New York, who you just heard doing his thing at the Zero Co., an alcohol-free bottle shop in Atlanta. Jonathan's a friend of ours and someone we consider to be bringing not only some really good beer to the NA category, but also some new energy, new creativity to help continue that non-alcoholic party going as well. So we'd like to welcome Jonathan to the first episode of the podcast. And hey, first things first, let's, uh, let's crack open a can of some Atmosphere Pills. Oh, yeah. I'm going right here, man. Let's go for it. Ready? Three, right, ready? two, one. Uh, the most we go. satisfying noise in, in beer, N.A. or otherwise, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Excellent. Sa- the sound of the can opening. and uh, It's like when a cork pops in a bottle of champagne. It's like the party has begun. And I think the same thing when you're cracking open that first beer. It's like, all right. Now it's time to celebrate, you know? That's right. The excitement. Or relax. I think there's the both sides of that. One is the, ah, oh, you know, and you've got the, the hops oil that's sort of like firing off the, uh, the GABA transmitters to relax you or the other way around. It's, you know, hitting the serotonin and getting you going. So that's right. The excitement, the anticipation. Yeah. That first, and then you got that, that sound sort of like the Pavlovian bell, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And it transcends uh alcohol, no alcohol. It's it's uh it sounds just as satisfying. So exactly. very good. All right. Well let's exactly. uh let's get into it. And you know, obviously I know uh we want to talk a little bit about Johnny Atmosphere, uh, which we'll get into here in a little bit, but I thought as a starting point here, if you wanna Give us a little bit of background on the brewery and what made you get into sure. NA beer, and uh, and we'll kick things off from there. So Atmosphere Brewery is really, we, we're a beer brand, uh, alcohol-free beer brand at that. And the, really, the vision is to create just alcohol-free beers um, and market those. And so we're actually working with uh, a 400-year-old German brewing partner right now to actually create our beer. I'd gone over there and worked with them to sort of develop this flavor profile. But, you know, I sort of fell into this and it was really, you know, 2019. I sit down and I play guitar every night and that's really how I unwind. And I used to have 
a beer at night when I was playing, but I found that it really had begun to disrupt my sleep. Right. And that, you know, there was a period of time where I was suffering from some depression and I'd cut out all alcohol, all cannabis. I'd actually gone vegan for a long time, completely vegan, really flushed out my body. So when I went back to like, you know, all right, I'll have a can of beer. It was really affecting me, my sleep pattern. I'd be waking up in the middle of the night, you know, it's a diuretic. And then, you know, the next day would be kind of wrecked because my brain had turned on at that point and I was losing a lot of sleep. And, um, you know, a friend turned me on to actually athletic at that time and which, you know, they were sort of brand new. And I was like, this is, ex this is super exciting. This is exactly what I wanted. I wanted really a great tasting craft beer, but I didn't want the ethanol, you know, or the alcohol in it. And what wasn't being made at the time was a good Pilsner. And that sort of was the, the um, impetus to really create Atmosphere Brewery. I think also I've got to this point where I'm really having a good time on the party train, but I just couldn't hang out in the bar car anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of needed to move to the lounge car and, yep. you know, keep the good conversation going. But the alcohol by and large, just, it's not working for me, you know? Um, though I really love a great beer. I love a great glass of wine. I love a great scotch, you know, but just the ethanol is not, it's not happening. So I've had yeah. to sort of find some replacements or seriously moderate. You know, if someone were to say to me, look, here's a great scotch. I'm like, all right, pour me a half a finger and I'll get through half of that and be like, all right, this does taste great. I'll put that into my memory and push the glass aside, you know? So yeah, that's sort of where I've, where, where the impetus of this was. And, you know, I really wanted to create a alcohol free beer brand. So I was sort of searching around the U S at that time. And really other than the large brands, Coors, Budweiser, no one was really making that much non-alc and no one was really using the equipment to get the zero zero beer other than the heavy guy, the big guys. So they were never going to talk to me. So at the recommendation of a friend, I ended up going over to Germany and met, met an acquaintance there and we ended up crisscrossing Bavaria. This is just before the pandemic. We put together an RFP and sent it out to, I don't know, several hundred breweries in Germany and it, uh, several came back and, you know, one of them was sort of lining up to purchase some brand new Dialk equipment and they were very excited to talk. And uh, I sent them over some really great hop forward American Pilsners and I was sort of like, look, this is kind of the direction that I want to go in. Um, and you know, what we have today yeah. is atmosphere pills is really the result of that, those discussions and collaboration. Yeah. So. so the Pilsner was sort of always the plan. And then it sounds like you ended up trying to, trying to find somebody in Germany or trying to find a brewery in Germany. Is that, was that sort of the, was that the original thought was that it would be a, it would be a beer actually brewed in Germany and you'd bring it over to here? Or was that something that you were sort of open to? And that just happened to be a, an opportunity and, and the best way to make a, a great NA beer. I think it was really more about the opportunity, to be honest with you. I mean, I think at that point in time, it, it could have been anywhere. As I became more and more, as I did more and more research into beer history and beer brewing and, you know, the heritage of it, I became more and more attracted also to, you know, European brewing methods and in particular Germany and the Rheinheitsgebot, the sort of German beer purity law that they have and sort of this focus on using hops, barley and water, which also gave me sort of at the same time a real 
appreciation for the American craft beer scene that emerged over the past, you know, 30 years and where they've taken beer into very, very different directions from sort of these traditional European methods. But what I really wanted was just a great tasting pills that I could have every, any time it went, worked with well with food and a hot day or whenever, like right now, you know, um, and as I sort of began to do some research with friends and family of what kind of beer they liked, sort of the, the consistent theme was sort of that light lager pill style. And as I began to think of like, okay, if I'm going to market a product for other people other than myself, what's kind of open in that, what's missing in this product category is there was sort of being, getting to be some other non-alcoholic beers at the time. Um, right. And, yeah. you know, just sort of settled like I, from the marketing portion of me then stepped in and said, okay, this is actually that this style of beer is really more the most widely drunk beer in the world. Let me, let me focus on this one at, for a first style. And, you know, I don't have a background in the beverage industry. So every day is a learning. And I decided I wanted to start with the pills because it was going to be an uphill battle to really learn how to make this into a great product and get it out into the marketplace. And that, you know, let's just do one thing and let's do it really well. And yeah. once we've got this sort of figured out, we can look at some other styles. So, yeah, I think one of the things that I, I learned when I went over to Germany was really how many breweries make non-alcoholic beer there. And the, the, the brewmaster's approaches to this in the breweries is this is just another type of beer. And they apply the same uh, effort to making a really good non-alcoholic beer as their regular alcoholic beers. And I, what I also began to understand is that there's just a different approach to consuming alcohol in Germany and personal safety. For instance, if you get popped for a DUI there, my understanding is they take your license away for six months and send you to a psychologist <laughs> with the idea that <laughs> if you're drinking and driving, you must be crazy, right? Like the idea that you would actually right, get in a car after being drink drinking and potentially hurt other people in your car or other people outside the car, your other fellow citizens, there must be something wrong with you, which <laughs> I found to be very sensible. There's like a very sensible approach to this. And it's, it's inclusive of there are other people around who may not be able to drink alcohol for very multiple different reasons, you know, and the, the sort of German approach of this is a family thing and all our friends need to come to the table and so all enjoy this together, you know? Well, so, Let's talk about, you know, you sort of reference there that there obviously are many different reasons that people might pursue a non-alcoholic beer, drink non-alc. And, and let's bring in the, the character of Johnny Atmosphere into this, since I think sure. I think Johnny plays a role <laughs> just in kind of breaking down those barriers uh, between, you know, each of those different groups. I guess, first off, let's uh, let's paint a picture for everybody of uh, of who Johnny Atmosphere is. I guess, spoiler alert, it's it's typically been you, although maybe not. Maybe that's not the entire future of the brand. Maybe it could be some other folks as well. Well, but Absolutely. Uh, let's paint a picture of, of who Johnny is, you know, what he looks like, sort of what role he plays. Sure. So I, I've, I've created this sort of avatar for myself of when I'm going out and doing samplings and talking to people about atmosphere and inevitably, you know, non-alcoholic beer and non-alcoholic drinks. And, um, you know, I used to be in rock and roll bands. So this is bringing a little bit of that sort of, you know, David Lee Roth to the table and having a, a good time, you know, I think... I always think of the band Chic 
and you know some of those great tracks when, mm. when playing this yep. character i think i'm actually an artist so i can be very sort of uh um quiet more observational of a scene and i have this silver sequined tuxedo jacket or sport coat that i put on and it just sort of allows me to sort of bring out my inner adolescent or whatever and become more gregarious and want to interact with people and sort of have this, well, you know, fuck it attitude. Think <laughs> In a way, like if you're drinking alcohol, quite often you sort of get to that point where you're like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act out my feeling, <laughs> good, bad, or indifferent. <laughs> and for the, this, I put this jacket on and it allows me to sort of bring this persona out that's much more gregarious and trying to emote having a good time without the alcohol, you know, at least me personally, or, and showing people that you can have a good time and, and sort of be outgoing without needing to rely on alcohol to do that. Like a lot of people do, you know, they sort of use it as a social crutch to sort of break down their inhibitions of talking to other people, introducing themselves to other people. Right. Right. And, what I've found as I've gone out and talked, you know, to, to people in this way is that people are curious about who I am and what I'm doing. And I, I've over the past year, I've probably done, I, I've done many, many sampling events and I've probably given out 3,500 individual samples to people. One of the things that, that happens when people walk by me is I get people walking up and they're like, oh, wow, I really like that jacket. And then they start to walk away and I'm sort of like chase after them. I'm not actually chasing them, but I'm like, hey, I have something else you may like too, you know. And at that point, they turn around, they come back and they're kind of intrigued. Um, and this is all sort of this, you know, Johnny atmosphere of, of reaching out to people and engaging with them. Um, you know, sometimes there'll be like, Someone's walking by with the stroller and there's this crying kid. And I look at the kid and I'm like, I know how you're feeling. Like life can be really disappointing, can it? And the kid looks at me because I'm like shiny and they sort of begin to smile. And then I look at the dad or the mom and I'm like, I know how you're feeling too. <laughs> I got something for you. <laughs> and inevitably they sort of, you know, move the stroller over and check it out. You know, or I, you know, there's, uh, there's these sort of stupid dad jokes I do. Like, what did the zero say to the eight? And there's a pause and I'm like, nice belt. And you can sort of see their brain tick over. Right? <laughs> and that leads into, hey, every can of atmosphere has only 45 calories. So you don't need to watch your belt. <laughs> Who knew that Johnny was such a hit with the uh, the young parents? It was, yeah, it's right. A, it's, it's a demographic I wouldn't have thought of. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I have a great time doing it. So moving away from Johnny for a moment, and we, we may come back to him later. Can you tell us a little bit about your experiences with sampling? I know you mentioned you've done, I think you mentioned 3,500 samples you've given away, which is a, a lot of NMA beer, by the way. When you're out there in the wild, who exactly is approaching you, would you say? When I'm, when I'm, what I'm finding myself is I'm, I'm now doing sampling in really sort of three different situations. And that's the first is non-alk bottle shops like Zero Co. in Atlanta, Minus Moonshine in New York, or uh, Dre Drinks in Boston. That's that's one space. The other then is Whole Foods, and primarily in New York, but we're also in, New York, we're also in Whole Foods in Boston and Atlanta. And then the third is actually at, um, you know, alcohol stores that, are, that have beer and wine. I'm not doing this primarily in New York, but Boston and Atlanta, you know, where I can go do that. 
it's a very different conversation, right? And I think to start out in the non-alcoholic bottle shops is primarily people coming in who already are interested in or are already drinking non-alcoholic beverages for whatever reason. And for there, it, it's really sort of a conversation about the brand and, you know, sort of creating um, a different, you know, no pun intended, a different atmosphere of a brand like, hey, you're actually talking to the owner. This is the guy. And I'm here to have a good time and, you know, to help reinforce what I think the stores are already sort of working with is, yeah, they're non-alcoholic adult beverages. Let's have a good time. You know, and what I find is that there's a lot of people coming in who are using cannabis, too. And part of the conversation is reinforcing their decision to drink non-alcoholic beer and continue that party. You know, like I always like to say, look, I've got 35 years of cognitive behavioral programming with alcohol. I don't need the alcohol now to have a good time. Or I mean, whatever. You know what I mean? Like you have something that's similar, a simulacrum of a alcoholic beverage, and you kind of know where to go with that. And you're trying to put yourself or I'm trying to put myself in situations where that are celebratory. Right. And, and going into it with that attitude uh, or sensual for that matter, you know, if you're with your partner. Um, and I think then, you know, I step into Whole Foods and, you know, the Johnny atmosphere, the whole outfit really begins to attract people from across the grocery store to me. People are coming up going, whatever you're on, <laughs> I want some of that too. Whatever you're selling, t tell me, you know, and they're excited to like be there. And I think, you know, what I've noticed are the people working at Whole Foods too, which are really wonderful people. I, I really like the staff at Whole Foods. They're a lot of fun to work with. They're very open and accepting of me coming in and doing this. And I think they see it as sort of, it's, I'm providing a little theater to, you know, the grocery shoppers, the shoppers at Whole Foods, and everyone's having a great time with it. And, you know, what I'm, I'm finding there, you know, there's a group of people who are already familiar with non-alc beverages, and they're now going to Whole Foods to look for other brands. And, you know, they're not they may be shopping at a minus moonshine or a zero car or whatever, but they're also going to now uh, Whole Foods to buy non-alc beer because there's a good selection there. And, you know, they're interested to go meet the founder. Uh, I have other people. There's a lot of people who I've met who have no idea that there's any good non-alcoholic products out there. They're just not even aware of the category and they're being exposed to it through me. They're not, they're not shopping in the beer area or they're not even shopping in the non-alcoholic beer area at Whole Foods. They're like, oh, is this like O'Doul's? And I'm like, no, 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 hold on. We're at a whole nother level here, right? And this is where Johnny Atmosphere is there to introduce it because they're just thinking non-alcoholic beers, O'Doul's, Sharps, and like, whatever, you know? This is not your grandfather's, you know, part of the Johnny Atmosphere thing is this is not your grandfather's non-alc, you know? And I'm here to have a good time, right? And let me impose that good time on you, right? The, the, the third place that I find myself is in beer and liquor stores, you know? And here in New York, I can do that in beer stores, and I go do that in, like, specialty craft beer stores. And then Boston, I'm at beer, wine, liquor stores. And the conversation's a, a, a little different there in that I'm running into people who are there to buy alcohol. And either may drink non-alc 
or they haven't really been exposed to it yet. And it's a really fascinating conversation to have with them to say, look, I'm not trying to take your beer away from you. I'm trying to give you more beer. And, you know, the conversation that I have with a lot of them is that like, you know, I always get this like, well, give me a good reason why I want to drink non-alcoholic beer, right? And my answer always at that point is, is like, look, I'm not trying to take anything away from you. Actually, non-alcoholic beer, you know, or I'll, I'll start with saying like, you know, look, alcoholic beer, alcohol in general is a diuretic and takes them a half a second and they acknowledge that. And then I continue with, you know, non-alcoholic beer is actually a great isotonic. The properties of the barley and the hops actually make it a great isotonic and help you rehydrate faster. And at that point, I watched their head, the gears turning over. And I'm like, you know what? If you finish the night on a non-alcoholic beer, you're going to be better hydrated and you may sleep better and you may wake up feeling a little better. And the light bulb sort of goes off at that point. And then, you know, quite often I'll start talking about this research of they're finding that, you know, the, the hops actually has a property of triggering, you know, the GABA neurons, which lead to better sleep right? So there's some science behind this too. And what I'm finding is at that point in the sort of the conversation, some people are actually, pick, oh, you know what? That's actually really cool. Let me take a four pack or, you know, I'm not here to buy that right now, but that's actually a great reason why I should, you know? And what I'm finding is it's really just about meeting people where they're at. There's people who are sober looking for other things. There's other people who are all over the spectrum. And then there's people who've never even considered non-alcoholic in the context of drinking alcohol, right? Like I'll talk to these young dudes and I'll be like, look, go ahead and drink your regular beer, but throw a non-alcoholic in during that drinking session. And you're going to be able to party all night long, like a rock star <laughs> and get up and go back to work and feel all right. And that there's that whole dialogue to have. I love that mindset that you have and obviously trying to meet people where they are and trying to appeal to them based on whatever it is they're looking to get out of the category, which is obviously going to be different from somebody who's walking around a liquor store and tending to buy themselves some alcohol and may encounter you at a sampling uh, versus somebody who might be at a, a minus moonshine in New York or a zero co or soberish here at Atlanta, where they've already walked into a store intending to buy non-alcoholic beverages. So you have to meet people where they are. Uh, it's not an, a one size fits all category and people might be in it for different reasons. And I think certainly to your point, being able to speak to that and be able to connect with people in each of those areas and, and, you know, be able to meet them where they are is certainly very important. So you talked earlier about NA and Germany and really their drinking culture overall, which I think, you know, is really spread to the rest of Europe also in terms of how they view people who drink too much and what is considered drinking too much, et cetera. Do you think that type of mindset will eventually make it here to the U.S.? You know what? I, I think in the United States, there is a different approach here, which what I'm noticing, and I think this is primarily a Gen Z thing and perhaps millennial which is more of a you-do-you you kind of approach as the normalization of cannabis is out there. And then on the West Coast, you have, or in some communities, more use of, of magic mushrooms and stuff like this. And there, there's more an openness and acceptance of maybe different people want to choose a different thing to get high on or drunk on or whatever that, you know, you do you, whatever. Or if you're sober, whatever, let's just all hang out and have a good time. I find that there's more openness to that, right? 
or growing openness to that. And it may be back to the sort of American individualism and you do you as an individual and being accepting of that, that then allows us to, as a culture, have more of this non-alc options available, right? I think also there's the health and wellness, which is dragging some of this along too. And as I go out, I mean, this is where I keep having these conversations about moderate. It's not a binary of not drinking or drinking alcohol. It's a discussion of moderation and, you know, interspersing your alcoholic beverages with a non-alcoholic beverage, which seems to resonate with a lot of people and sort of stretching things out, you know. It's, it's the individualism and, and the choice of what you want to do with your life. I mean, I think that's kind of the American, that's the, that's the kernel of, of the Constitution and our way of thinking of, about me and then the community and how do we all fit together with our individualism. You know, as far as where this trend goes in America, what I do know is that athletic brewing is the largest beer brand by volume at Whole Foods in the United States nationally. That That's an indicator of where things are going and the success that they're having, right, in Whole Foods and other places is fantastic. And they're really opening up the category in a lot of places where there's good non-alcoholic wine out there. It's not like the, the one brand that is a go-to hasn't gotten everywhere yet, or there's not enough brands everywhere that are on the menu or in the restaurant, the hotel or the the grocery store yet. At this point, Athletic has cracked that. And they're they're like everywhere now, right? They're going to drag a lot of people into the space just because they make a great product. They make great beer. They make a bunch of great styles and they're in everywhere now. Listen, Jonathan, this has been great. Um, really appreciate you taking the time with us today. Knew you'd have a great perspective, uh, not just on uh, what Atmosphere is trying to do, but obviously what's happening in the overall category, which is exciting times for everybody, obviously. So thank you so much for being with us today and being our first guest on USF Vene. And when are we going to see you next in Georgia? John, thank you so much for inviting me. This has been a lot of fun. I'm having a great time. It's been fun to like, you know, share ideas and go back and forth with you. I'll be back in Atlanta next week at Zero Co. And uh, I'll see you then. All right.